UMass is headed up to Lowell to play Little Brother in their third and final matchup of the season, looking to win that head-to-head -head matchup. We're getting you ready for everything to expect in this game coming up. Let's go. everybody and welcome to episode 73 of high character another game coming up just a one-off game we're going up to lowell to play umass lowell river hawks um it'll be the third meeting of these two teams this year and our third lowell preview of this year so we're gonna go through this one a little bit quicker than normal my name is cameron i am joined by my good buddy evan evan how's it going man eh, playing against the little brother they're gonna try their best to uh become the big brother i guess because they i think are currently above us in essentially every metric unfortunately so we you know i feel like most of the people that are watching this already kind of know the story like you said we already have two uh two preview episodes to go off of so i feel like not a whole lot's gonna change it's just gonna be more of the same in regards to i guess both teams because i think ever since we last played lowell it's not like we've really been changing our play style all all too much and kind of the same thing goes with Lowell so yeah I'm ready to just get into it you know not not a whole lot to to be talked about for the most part so I say we just get right into it yeah and, and Lowell comes in ranked number 18th right now in um college hockey so they're still in that top 20 they have fallen off a little bit uh the record's 14 9 and 1 uh just to refresh you they've played two games against UMass this season UMass won the first one two to one uh in a great game over in Belfast in the friendship four and the second game was technically a tie UMass uh Lowell won in the shootout that game was in Amherst back in December I believe so um a couple low scoring games um I think that's definitely what we're going to expect from this one as well and just uh of note going through Lowell's schedule since we last played them, uh, they had a, a home series. So two games against Alaska Anchorage, um, a team who's uh, not great this season. They came in and won both games, which really, really knocked down uh, Lowell in the pairwise. Right now they sit at number 22 in the pairwise. So wow. they're out of the tournament as well. And they have a loss to Maine also. So um, kind of a rough go of things lately for both teams, I guess, going into this one. Yeah, I mean, you just hope that there's some upset potential because, like I said, we're kind of the underdogs here. I think in terms of pairwise, I think we're like in the mid-20s right now for pairwise, maybe upper 20s. And there you said, I think, 22nd. So we're definitely going to be coming in as the underdogs in this game. But, I mean, anything can happen. It always seems like every time that we play Lowell, it's always kind of a, a tough kind of grind it out type of game. It's always going to be – they're kind of like Merrimack, in my opinion. Like, it's always going to be just really tough one-goal games. So – you never know who's going to come out on top. I, it kind of feels like that Lowell's always going to be that really like well-coached, really solid defensively type team. So I think they're going to be really tough to break down. Like both of their goalies are filthy, which we're going to talk about, you know, they have really, really solid stats this season. So I'm curious to see how it shakes out uh, tomorrow night, but we'll definitely see. Yeah. Uh, and UMass comes into this one. Uh, you guys are familiar. Most likely they're nine, 12 and three. Now they've lost their last five games. We definitely saw some more promising results, at least in the first game against UConn last weekend. So um, some definite um, positives to take out of that, but really, really a rough go for the Minutemen lately. I guess going forward, you just want to see them, uh, like we talked about in the last episode, try to 
get as high up there in the, the hockey East rankings as they can, just to hopefully get a home game in the playoffs and kind of, um, kind of just see what we got for the future. I feel like that's the goal right now for the Minutemen. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it's just about getting hot. You know what I mean? Like we just got to string together some wins, you know, have more games that were like that first game of the Yukon series. Cause I feel like if we can kind of catch that sort of form again, we're going to be dangerous. It's just the problem is that this team is so young and inexperienced. Consistency is always going to be an issue. So, you know, yeah, I feel like the pieces could be there for a run and we just got to put them all together and, I'm hoping that the stretch of games, you know, the next, what, eight, nine games we have left in the season or whatever it is, I'm hoping we can at least string together some wins and really start to, you know, get people going again. Because, again, it's a really young team. If at the bare minimum we can get some momentum going into next year and just we can have some really good moments to look back on for this year, that's going to be huge. But I'm, I'm curious to see how we, uh, how we get things going through the next couple of games. Yeah, me as well. And uh, just so everybody knows, the – the two losses last weekend have bumped UMass down to number 28 in the paradise. So um, really tough right next to right between Bemidji state and Colgate. So um, not great in that category, but um, definitely working on some things um, and hoping to string some wins together against those lower tier hockey East opponents going forward. Let's jump into the goalies. You mentioned already Lowell has um, a pretty impressive pairing of goalies Last time we played them, we saw Gustav Davis Griggles. Um, he started 12 games, 1.96 goals per game average with a 9.29 save percentage. And they also have Henry Welsh, who's also started 12 games. He's got a 2.41 goals per game average and a 9.20 save percentage. So really impressive goals against stats for these guys. Um, the save percentage is also really good, but not as high as you'd expect for as little goals that they give up, which tells me that uh, Lowell is really good at limiting shots and they have a couple really solid goaltenders behind them in net. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're kind of the, uh, like the inverse of us when it comes to shots against and just overall defense. Like they know how to block shots. They know how to get their sticks in the right positions. Really well coached, you know, like we, I, I hate to give props to, to Lowell, but I mean, pretty sure it was a Norm Bazin's their coach. Like he's, he's a pretty damn solid hockey coach. You know, do I, mean? I feel like you looked that up every episode. That we do, do I? For Lowell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I do, honestly. Like, I always, I don't know. Like, I always know that he is a coach in hockey, but for some reason, I always get him and Nate Lehman confused with each other. Yeah. It's so weird. So that's why I always feel the need to double check and look it up. But yeah, no, super weird stuff there. But um, yeah, you know, like I was saying, really, really well coached team, really, really solid defensively. Like, they're always going to give you help. Like, it always seems like Lowell never really has an off night, at least when we play them. Like every time that they have an off night, it's never against us. Like they're always giving us their their best look. So I'm really hoping that we could catch them on an off night, but it seems very unlikely when we're the only guy on their schedule for, you know, basically the whole week. Like I don't think they play a game after us. So like they're going to be focused on us the entire time and they're going to be playing like in Lowell. Like it seems like all the signs are going to be looking at them being, you know, completely ready to go and they're going to give us their best effort, but I'm hoping that they won't be. Yeah. Their last time out there was a, uh, overtime win versus new hampshire who is having Oof. struggles this season so well i can't say anything we lost to them so i, I can't i even... know i know we're just we just got to hope for one of those uh alaska anchorage performances they gave up uh four and three goals in both of those which was uh pretty funny quite honestly that'd be um, ideal so on the umass side of things for goaltending i guess we're not positive anymore what we're gonna see um we saw henry graham play the first game um, of the UConn series. He's got three starts now with a 213 uh, goals per game and 929 save percentage. 
Um, it could also be Luke Pavisich, who started the second game of that series. He's got 17 starts, 2.62 goals per game average, and a 9.24 save percentage. Um, I kind of lean towards Pav with how mm-hmm. well he played um, in the second game against UConn, um, especially against the uh, one of the higher tier hockey East opponents. I don't know if you share that same sentiment. I am genuinely willing to bet my life savings on the fact that Pav starts. Like I, again, I say this every time, love Henry Graham, love the story, love everything about him. Awesome dude. I, he played decently against UConn. He had a couple of really, really solid stops. A lot of those goals, you couldn't necessarily blame directly on him. The, the more that I saw Pav play in that second game, he was standing on his head. That should have been a 6-1 loss. You know what I mean? We were getting dominated all over the shop for, the, for that entire game. And he was keeping us in it at least until the third period. You know what I mean? Like, he was doing his job. I, I don't want to play, like, revisionist history and say what if, but I feel like technically if he could have started that first game against UConn, we could have had a shot to win that because Pav was just locked in. You know what I mean? It just seemed like that was his weekend on the whole. And I just feel like he he kind of reproved himself to say, like, hey, man, this is my net. You know what I mean? Like, I, I deserve to be here. And I'm, I'm starting to lean that way again. I think he – definitely earned the trust back of, you know, most of the people, you know, with the program. And definitely for me, not like he has to earn my trust or anything, but he definitely, I think, played well enough to earn back the starting role, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if I'd uh, bet my life on it like you would, but I'd say it's a pretty pretty safe call to think yeah. it's going to be in net. All right, so switching over to um, some of the skaters here. For Lowell, the stats really don't jump off the page at you. They don't have a lot of guys that are putting up big numbers Carl Berglund's their leading scorer. He's got eight goals and 12 assists for 20 points. But after that, the rest of the guys are at 16 points or lower. This team really doesn't score all that much. seems like they do win games with their defense this year. Yeah, they just simply don't need to score that much. And, I mean, their their scoring is fairly spread out. Like, they don't, they don't have a single guy over, you know, double digits and goals. So, I mean, they are just a very, very solid all-around team. You know, like they're going to win games two to one. They're going to win games three to two. And that's all they need to, you know, that's all they need to do. You know, their goalies, goals against average are basically averaging around, you know, to about a two. And that's really all you need to win a hockey game for the most part. If you can get three goals and limit them to two, you're you're in a damn good position. So I'm just hoping that they're not going to be playing some sort of, you know, crazy smothering defense because in that UConn game, like in the in the second game, we really just were not generating any sort of offensive momentum outside of the first 12 seconds of the game. (laughs) You know, like we can't expect to catch every team by surprise in the first 15, 20 seconds or whatever, and then try and ride that to a one, nothing win. We need to be able to get sustained offensive pressure to at the bare minimum, give Pav a break. You know what I mean? Like we can't be expecting this dude to make 40 something saves every game and try and keep us in it. So yeah, I'm really hoping we can break down the Lowell defense, but it's going to be pretty damn difficult, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and this UMass team hasn't uh, shown a, a great ability to um, put up a lot of goals in games. We'll switch over to them. They kind of have a, a similar situation when you look up and down the scoring sheet. It's not not crazy high numbers. The leading scorer um, has been for a little bit now. Scott Morrow, he's got six goals and 16 assists on 22 points. Really been impressed with his um, his play, at least in that first game against UConn uh, and in parts of the second game at, at UConn as well. Uh, the passing looks really crisp, uh, the positioning and the, the more effort on defense. So pretty impressed with Pav or Moro, sorry. Um, and obviously he won CCC. So um, we're high on him right now, but um, 
we need we need to find some goal scorers for UMass if we want any shot against this defense here. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you kind of have to rely on the seniors for that. And the problem is, is that only really two of our seniors are meant to be kind of proven goal scorers. You know what I mean? Like that's that's Cal and Lebster. And Lebster, we have no idea how he's feeling. I'm pretty sure he got hurt in in the games or in one of the games against UConn. So that's not a great look. I think it was his knee again. So hopefully he's okay. And Kefuke really, I mean, two goals this season. I mean, granted, he's I think he's always been kind of more of a more of a passer. You know, he. He's not really, you know, your pure goal scorer. Like I said, we haven't really had one of those since really John Leonard, to be completely honest with you. So it's kind of tough to, you know, try and get that sort of offensive goal scoring production. But I mean, yeah, we have, I think, what is it? Three guys tied for uh, the leading goal scoring kind of area. And Michael Cameron, Kenny Connors, and Taylor McCarr. Taylor McCarr, you'd be lucky if you see him, you know, playing half the time because he's either getting benched for disciplinary reasons or something like that. So, you know, it's, it's really been kind of up to Kenny Connors and uh, Michael Cameron and Michael Cameron's really been kind of a revelation as of late. He's been really doing his thing. So I'm hoping, you know, I guess it's really just up to the freshman at this point to really step up because that's, who's been doing it for the most part of the season. But yeah, I'm really curious to see kind of who really does step up in this game and really try and put some pucks in the back of the net because it has to be somebody. Right, and you mentioned uh, Lebster being hurt. We have no idea about him. We have no idea about Kolohara. We yep. have no idea about Eric Faith. Through yep. Those three guys went down. We have heard legitimately nothing of, of them or what their situation is right now. So um, I would expect UMass to be shorthanded at least a little bit for this game for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely makes me wonder if we're going to rock 7D again, just because we straight up might have to, you know what I mean? Like, we're just so shorthanded on the offensive, you know, front where it's like, we won't even have anybody to dress in that extra skater spot. Like, assuming nobody comes back, like, we're going to, I think, be down to exactly 12 forwards. And that's going to be with Eric Dadabalayer playing, who I think has two games played so far in his collegiate career at UMass. So, He's going to be seeing probably a you know a fairly limited amount of time as it is just because he really hasn't seen the ice that much. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see who we rock with, uh, and I'm really hoping that we can at least get some, you know, some 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 healed bodies out front because at this point we kind of just need warm bodies. Like we don't really have a you know a Ty Farmer or a you know a John Franco Casaro type guy that can play winger out of nowhere coming from the defensive side. So. Who knows, maybe we'll see Owen Murray or, you know, Mikey Adamson step up and play fourth line winger. And who knows, maybe they'll score, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, we haven't seen that in quite a while. And I'm hoping it doesn't start now to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really hoping that Colo Hara's injury is just a fat bruise that he can mm-hmm. kind of play through. But the the Lebster and um, Eric Faith injuries definitely scare me a little more. They seem like they might be more serious than that. Definitely. So, um, definitely. Uh, trying to try to stay positive with those guys hoping we could see him back out there soon all right and that is basically everything that we wanted to get through about this matchup um one thing that i was i was kind of looking through the stats trying to find some keys for the game um not much lowell's really good at face-offs 53.6 percent so um and umass's face-off percentage numbers kind of trending down a little bit so kind of hope that's not a, a factor in this game and their power play is really low. It's 14.3%. And I know we said that about UConn. Um, and then the first game they played against us on their one power play they scored. So maybe that doesn't mean all that much, but 
Um, yeah, those are just a couple of numbers that I that jumped off the page a little bit to me when I was looking up Lowell. Yeah, and I mean, I, I tend to not look at the stats too much. And I'm just focusing purely on vibes as I usually do. But I'm honestly just looking for just speed out of the offense this game. You know, I feel like maybe we can just try and overwhelm them off the rush. You know, like they are very, very good at limiting shots. But I feel like if we can just play with a lot of speed and just get the puck in the hands of the guys that can really, really take solid shots. You know, it sounds really stupid, but like I, there, there's a number of guys on this team that straight up just shooting is not their strong point. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? That's not their part of the game that they focus on. They contribute in other areas. We got to get the put, you know, we got to get the puck to guys like Scott Morrow. He, we know that that Morrow is going to get his shots in. I think he averages like five or six shots a game. I'm pretty sure I have no evidence to back that up but I'm willing to bet it's something high like that. Same thing with Kenny Connors, you know, you know, Ufko needs to get the puck more. We got to get the puck into the hands of our playmakers. And I know that, you know, Lowell's going to know that and they're going to try and cover our guys. And that's why we need to be quicker. We got to, you know, you know, maybe get some, some new set plays, you know, in practice this week. Like, again, I have no insight into what the players are doing at practice, but I'm hoping that we can get, you know, just give them some new looks. Cause it seems like over the course of the past couple months, teams have figured us out a lot more. And I think that was why we kind of had our, our win streak at the beginning is because teams didn't know what to expect. And now that they've started to kind of figure us out and they got more game tape, I, I think we got to start giving them new looks again. Like our power play in the first UConn game looked amazing because we were doing new stuff on the power play. Like the whole, you know, it was usually Ufko on the top and then Scott Moore would be on the left-hand side, right up above the face-off dot. And I think it was Kenny Connors on the right face-off dot. Like, that was a new look that I hadn't seen in quite a while, and it was dominant, to say the least. So, I mean, if we can come up with some new stuff in practice and start giving teams new looks, I think that's going to be hugely important, especially for hockey's teams that are going to have a lot of game tape on us, and they'll know what we're going to do, usually before we do it, sadly. So, new looks, really important, I think. Yeah, that's a good point that uh, um, the face-off, or not, not the face-offs, the power play yeah. uh, in the last game was definitely a big factor. want to see more of that for sure. Um, yeah, I guess that's everything we have. Remember last game uh, against Lowell was that big ref show. So um, just keep keep that in I mind. I forgot all about that, dude. You just reminded me and now I'm angry. I know that that does seem to happen when we play Lowell for whatever reason. So just keep that in mind. And I really think that if any team scores three goals in this game, I think they're going to win pretty mm-hmm. easily. Honestly, the first to score two might be the winner in this game, just based yeah. on how this season series has gone. So uh, definitely not expecting any offense on Friday night, but should be a should be a pretty solid defensive hockey game. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Sadly, we'll not be in attendance, so we'll be watching on. I guess Nesson Plus they got the game on, so that'll be a yeah. If anybody's still listening and not sure to catch the game on on TV, it's Nesson Plus, and I think ESPN Plus. So yep. if you got that streaming service, yeah, um, we will be back with our game recap of this one over the weekend. Uh, But for now, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the game. Go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. And let's kick the little brother's ass. Let's do it.